2: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
3: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your
4: first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Money Ha Ha is a new podcast about money that won't make you hate yourself. Co-hosted by comedians Dara M. Wilson and Yasmin Khan. Each week they chat about one of those money issues everyone has, but nobody feels comfortable talking about. It features stories from your favorite comedians like Tawny Newsom and Zeke Nicholson. Upcoming guests include Carl Tart and Matt Lieb. Listen to Money Haha ha every Tuesday wherever you get your favorite podcast. As the creators of Clean Beauty, Bare Minerals is driven by a philosophy that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. That's why their best-selling original foundation is made with only five ingredients, all minerals. For Bare Minerals, to be clean without compromise means good-for-skin formulas with proven performance. Upgrade to Clean Beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. First-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code CHALLENGED. Bare Minerals, the power of good. Hey, guys, it's Candice. And Kayla's not here today. Um, don't worry guys, she's fine, she's just bringing a human into the world, Um, we're so excited for Kayla and Tanner, they've officially had their baby, her name is Poppy, she's beautiful, we cannot wait to get Kayla back on the mic, but right now she's just resting up, she's in mama mode, Uh, so we decided to take the show on the road, yeah, a few weeks back, you guys might have seen on our Instagram, I went to Comic-Con, I was so excited, I've been to Comic-Con, for many years with the Vampire Diaries, but this time it was a little bit different. Uh, I was honored to be invited to moderate the Legacies panel. I've never moderated a panel before. It was very intimidating, but luckily I had a lot of familiar faces around to keep me company. Uh, And then while we were there, we were invited by TV Guide to record a special Directionally Challenged Comic Con episode in their suite. So thank you, TV Guide. It was so much fun. Um, I hope we didn't cause too much of a ruckus. You guys will hear not only in this episode, but this is so much fun. Uh, We had so many great conversations that this is going to be a two-part episode. So you guys are going to get this episode today and then there's going to be a second episode from Comic-Con weekend next week that I think you guys are going to love. We sat down with multiple guests um, and most importantly, since Kayla sadly couldn't be there, I needed to find some guest hosts. And who better than the queens of Comic-Con, Miss Julie Pleck and Karina McKenzie. Uh, you guys might know them from uh, Julie Plec was the showrunner creator of The Vampire Diaries, also The Originals and Legacies, and Karina McKenzie also wrote on The Originals, and you guys might know her as the showrunner and creator of Roswell, New Mexico. So, you know, it just made for a really good time. Just three of us gals gabbing away. Uh, we invited a bunch of our friends to come visit the TV Guide Suite and jump on the mic. I also thought that it might be fun to have a little incentive for our friends to come over and jump on the mic. So I don't know if you guys saw on the Instagram page, but yes, I did bring a pineapple cooler in honor of Kayla because she loves pineapples. And I filled it with a bunch of mini bottles of... um, liqueurs, if you will. Maybe some uh, coffee-flavored tequilas, maybe some vodkas for Bloody Marys, but the cocktails were flowing. So I think uh, we're just going to ease into it in this first episode, um, but next week, get ready to giggle because things got a little bit wild. We're going to kick this episode off with Arya Shagasemi. You guys might know him as Landon Kirby from the originals. Uh, he was so excited to be at his first Comic-Con. He actually spent a lot of time on the grounds of Comic-Con wearing a secret mask. So if you had been there in San Diego, you might have been walking around with him. And right after Aria, we have Casey Dietrich sitting down with us. He can be seen starring on the CW's new hit series In the Dark, portraying Max. And finishing out today's episode for the first half of our Comic-Con special is none other than Mr. Michael Malarkey. Oh, goodness, is he just a gem. You guys might know Michael Malarkey from um, a little show called The Vampire Diaries, where he played Enzo. It was so great to have a little bit of a family reunion. But right now, you can catch him as Captain Michael Quinn on Project Blue Book on the History Channel. And if you don't know, you should know Michael Malarkey is an amazing musician. He's put out a bunch of EPs and uh, and records. You guys can go to michaelmalarkeyofficial.com Check out his music. He's touring in January 2020, so check out those dates. And uh, without further ado, let's get this party started. Welcome to Comic-Con
0: 2019.
4: Just... Aria, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, I know we kind of forced you into this. You just popped in to say hello. Yeah,
5: I mean, I had no idea it was, was what was going to happen. But... I feel like
4: that's the Comic-Con <laughs> experience. Yeah,
5: I mean, it's Comic-Con, so everybody's in a good mood. I Everyone mean, should be in a good mood, at least.
0: Who said it yesterday? I think it was Brett said, Brett Matthews said, people who come to Comic-Con come here because they love something. Yes. So if you can't find joy in your heart when you're at Comic-Con, then it's probably a problem with you.
5: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Disneyland. Yeah. If you're mad there, it's you're doing it wrong.
4: Exactly. <laughs> yes. Did you guys see that fight in Disneyland? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. yeah there did. was like, it went viral. It There's was just family like family a family of each other. fight. I know. I'm uh, like that. That's that a rough day staged. when you're fighting at Disneyland in
5: Toontown.
4: I know. <laughs> the, well, the Toontown riots. I mean, we've all had our family freakouts.
3: Yeah. At- I'm just trying to imagine, like, if somebody followed my family vacation around with a phone, and like <laughs> we would go viral too. It would be very bad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> did you guys go to theme parks as kids?
3: No, we did. No, my mom wasn't gonna wait in line with three like fighting kids. Um, we did. A lot of like beach vacations where my mom would be like, all I want is one day of peace and quiet. And we're actually, it's funny, we're taking my mom on a, uh, on a, vac- her first vacation that like the kids are covering. Like oh, we're paying wow. for the vacation. Oh, nice. It was her 60th birthday the other day. And I'm very excited to like be able to give back to my mom now. Um, but we're taking it. her to Mexico for Christmas as like a 60th wow. birthday gift. And I'm really excited to, you know. She's very proud. She's very proud that she, I'm not calling her, asking her to pay my electric bill anymore.
4: <laughs> I know. Talking about being a grown-up, that's a great feeling. Yeah. Um, what other things have changed in your life, Aria, since uh, starting Legacies? Other than taxes. Oh, other uh, than taxes.
5: <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's a completely new experience for me for people to care about me outside of anything like work. Like people coming up to me and asking for photos and things is I, in my mind, every time, I'm like, why? I, I'm the same person I was before Legacies. I'm, okay, yeah, sure. You want a picture? That's Your fine. face is
3: currency now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. They can sell
0: you in the black market. But when you were 12, like 12-year-old Aria, um if someone had said to you, here's a guest pass for Comic-Con, which line would you have been in? And what, what would have been your big get?
5: When I was 12, I would probably be waiting in line for something like World of Warcraft mm-hmm. or Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. They had... Shockingly little Dungeons and Dragons stuff over there. Oh, you're like around. an OG nerd. Oh God, it's it's. <laughs> so coming back to do season two of Legacies, I had to leave the campaign that I was playing over hiatus. Oh. <laughs> I was talking, I was talking to Margarita about that.
4: What's the campaign you were? <laughs> so
5: it's it's but this. We play with our friends, right? And we have our friend who's doing uh, Princess of the Apocalypse. It's called. It's like this pre-written book that he just basically like guides us through this game. I play a dwarf cleric. And I play with my best friend, who plays a dwarf bard, and we have a whole bunch, We have a whole group of people, and that it's it, it dun- so
6: on brand. <laughs> wow!
5: Dungeons and Dragons is the best board game. One of the best board games. But
6: doesn't it take
4: forever? Like it puts Monopoly to shame, right?
5: It's it depends on who you're playing with. You can play for as little as thirty minutes, and you can play up to four hours. You know that's what's so cool about it. I think.
4: So then, are you freaking out being on a show where you get to engage with a lot of like? Mythological, cre- yeah. You You're nodding no your idea. head, yeah. yes,
5: yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like I said, the headless horseman. Like there was a giant horse riding as fast as it could into this warehouse I was standing in, and a man on it with absolutely no head. It's amazing. <laughs>
3: Wait, there. You guys used a real horse for that? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. A no
5: horse way. Was
0: it was a horse, and then a stunt guy with wearing one of those, like you know, the VFX green hoods come right. his face like a ski mask and so in all the dailies it's this like super weird looking man <laughs> in a horse you know in a suit <laughs> and a
3: galloping horse um,
5: and the dude was really good with whips he could do whip play yeah.
3: I gotta get so some cool. some horse stuntmen on Roswell all of, the, all of the actors are like when are we gonna ride horses because they're all cowboys on, mm-hmm. on Roswell mm-hmm. and I'm like never because if you fall <laughs> off <Yeah>. it's like <laughs> it's yeah. not going to work but we need some we we're going to have to do it eventually it's just going to end up being stunt men
4: i've had some bad experiences with horses on set really yes i it, in in real life i love horses i will go ride i have no issues but for some reason on a set i've just had bad experiences the like the very popular Claroline quote unquote scene um, of Klaus oh, and well, Caroline well, that at the, horse. the worst with the horse. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sitting outside or we're standing outside it's like three in the morning because it's a night shoot and I'm in like this dress and there's this whole storyline where it's freezing. And it's freezing where I have to stand next to a horse and like and admire it, and I was supposed to be petting it while this other character, Klaus, like, comes out and tries to talk to me and flirt with me. I think
3: Arya's heard of
4: Klaus. Okay, so...
5: (laughs) I met Joe. I met Joe and I met you. Yes,
4: you're right. You're right. We even had a scene together. Um, So we're standing outside next to this horse, and the horse actually tries to bite me, like like nips, like whole yeah. thing, tries to bite me, mm-hmm. gets really close, like they had to the point where they didn't show me on screen how close the horse was like about to bite me. And then the, I guess the trainer was like, yeah, he gets a little nervous around bright lights. Where Why would you bring him to a shirt? set? Yes. <laughs> so literally every take, it would be me backing up farther. They'd be like, well, just go again, just back up farther. And he'd try to nip me again. So the scene ended up me being just like standing very far away from the horse, like, (laughs) looking at it. (laughs) And then Klaus is supposed to draw this picture of Caroline with the horse, which is, yeah. He did. And he did. And (laughs) And then I had to, I did an episode of Orville, And I was like, okay, I'm going to be this alien. This will be fun. And they're like, so we need you to go and pet this horse. And I was like, god damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, just walk up this sandy beach, and then you just got to pick – the horse is going to be eating food, and you have to pick the horse's head up and just start petting it. And if it tries to, like, manhandle you, you just pick up that horse's head, and you tell – and I'm like – what well, I have like elf ears on right now. Like what a part about this is like not scary to a horse. Like if I was the horse, I'd try to freaking bite me. Yeah. Like
5: the person that I learned to ride horses from was is is a firm believer that the horse like since the horse is this huge two ton animal basically, you know, that it can take Like, if it tries to bite you, you just bite it back, essentially. Not literally bite it, but, like, she would always just tug on their reins. (laughs) I was like, this
3: is How many horses have you bitten in
5: your life? (laughs) I can't can't be
3: honest with that question. (laughs) People will think I'm weird. (laughs) My dad, we, had, I, my dad had a farm when I was growing up, and he'd always bite the horses. He right, always bit the horses, and he always used to say, "Nothing that dumb should be that big," and I think about that
5: all yes. the time. Yes.
4: <laughs> but horses are horses. smart. I don't think horses, they are.
5: Horses are <laughs> only as smart as their rider. That's the oh. thing. It's like horses, like they, like if you, if you get on the horse. And you're intelligent enough to be able to make it move, then it'll move. But if you can't tell it to move, it's just a big, dumb animal. <laughs> it's it's, it's hu- And they're oh adorable. No. We're going to get into so much trouble for this. Julie <laughs> and I are on team horse. I love horses. Yeah. I really yeah, do. I love them. You yeah. Know? yeah, I'm good at Coming to, I'm good from
0: the guy that bites them, sure. <laughs> Did you have any good celebrity sightings yesterday?
5: Uh, yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah, me he too. He walked right past him. <laughs> By
0: Dream the way, belly. they said he was, we were Um, we were in one of the press suites, and they said he was coming, and so I was sort of just like casually standing, he like, like a stealing room. a glance towards the door, super subtle, and all of a sudden he walked through, and it was like a cartoon prince walked into the room, because he he's like this big guy with like Huge. super broad shoulders, and like these gorgeous triceps and he just walked into the room with his head held high and like, you know, like n- nothing existed around him. And I thought, well, God, like people who have like movie star, star quality is, they're they're kind of incredible. Yeah, And yeah.
5: then, and then I looked to my left, I can't remember his real name, but he played Superman as well. Brandon Routh. That's oh, yeah, him. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Brandon, Brandon was right there too. Yeah. They were in and the same I room I at the same at him time. And I was like, hi, hey, they should have a fist fight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was and excited to, um. I ran into, oh, I saw, I ran into Sherry, by the way. We oh, talked about Shiri. directing. Shiri. Shiri oh, Sherry's here? Sherry Appleby oh. is here with her new show, and um and she's directing
3: Roswell again this I year. i text her, and I know she's around here somewhere. I,
4: yes. I am very honored that I was the first person you she were? directed. Oh my gosh, yes, in your web series. In the web series. Oh my god, that's right. What was yeah. it? Wait, what was um, it? Called? Dating Rules from My Future Self. Yes. Ooh, just pulled that one out from
3: <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep
4: camera. I watched in the, the whole brain. thing.
3: It was like, it was really cute. It was like a little rom com. Thanks. Show. It was
4: done by Hulu. Like, that was the first funny part is I I went for hiatus and did this web series and I got to um, be a creative producer on it and I learned a lot and it was so fun and uh, I came back and I was like yeah I just did this like web series for Hulu and everyone was like what's Hulu I don't know and now I'm like well now it's cool bitches
0: (laughs) I was in um, uh a the, in Nobu last night, having a, a drink. and Yeah, we were I with saw, you. Oh, no, that was no, sorry, early. Like <laughs> I was at Nobu twice last yeah. night and once the night before. Yes. Um, <laughs> shout out Nobu. Um, but I saw Lauren Ridloff who played oh, the dragon really? in oh episode two, the fire breathing witch. Uh, and she, for anybody who doesn't know, was the um, Tony nominated star of Children of a Lesser God on Broadway with Josh Jackson that Karina and I saw. And we got to meet her. And I wrote the part for her. She's um, non human hearing non-speaking actor and uh, and she was so beautiful so she walks into Nobu and I you know said hello and and we were speaking via her translator and I said what are you doing here are you here with Walking Dead and she said no I'm here with something else but I'm not allowed to say and I was like oh my god somebody brought her to Comic-Con to do press presumably or to appear with something and I don't know what it is and then I was watching her table the whole time I was there being like who's gonna come join her because I'm gonna have the scoop before anybody else and then I never saw so hopefully by now it's something gonna be announced I know. somewhere yeah. well yeah. here's the
4: pre-news to the news guys she's fantastic um, yeah. um Aria I know you're really excited to get on the floor mm-hmm. and like get all the goods because you're going shopping today right uh, like you're uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you've got your mask ready i'm ready yeah, so yeah. anyone at comic-con listening to this or listening to this after comic-con just know aria was probably walking around you <laughs>
5: yeah with probably.
4: A, a hand-painted mask yeah it's
5: hand-painted it's like- it looks super Victorian. Oh, that's it's cool. cool. It's awesome. Yeah, you're wearing that in the picture. Yeah. Now, we take a picture? <laughs> 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 now, did cool, you right?
4: bring this ahead of time or did you purchase no, this No, I got here?
5: this in the on the floor. I was there before this and I'm going to go back after this. And I got this It's shaped
4: like a skull and it's got this like gilded gold Painting um, with musical notes. The music so did you notes walk into me. the floor without a
0: mask on? Yeah. Did anybody in. recognize you? Yes. And then so uh Somebody one the mask. girl <laughs> one yeah, literally.
5: I, well I said to I said to my friends, I said I was like, If anybody recognizes me then I'll get a mask, but if I like if Tom yeah. Cruise can walk around and get left alone yeah. but maybe I can't but then again, he's Tom, head. Head. I don't think Cruz. He can. Tom Cruise Tom
3: Cruise has like seven security guards in like plain like clothes service. like all following yeah, him around he thinks he's being left alone consider. he's not right.
4: <laughs> we can do that for you
5: Yeah, <laughs> That'd we'll, be your, nice. we'll be your plain yeah. clothes security people <laughs> I actually think if we walked together people would just only care about you guys there was, <laughs> <and> there <laughs> was a year
3: <laughs> when we were here for originals when It's like to if if you're not if you've never been to Comic Con to get from point A to point B is a process. There's a ton of people and like there's also a train track that runs sort of like right through the middle of town that you know you can't you have to walk around it or over it. It's it's a difficult process. But there was one point when you were here with the originals. And you and Phoebe and I were just like, we did not want to have to like go get in the car, take the car all the way around the train tracks. We were like, we just want to get to Nobu. <laughs> and we were like, screw it. And we walked from... The Convention autograph set, yeah. autograph booth. We just decided to walk straight through and it was like keep your head down and just keep walking. Yep. Just yeah. keep walking. And it's fine.
0: Because mm-hmm. it was a 10 minute walk as opposed to a 30 minute drive, mm-hmm. all to get like 0. 0.02 miles. Yeah.
4: And that's just good life advice. Just <laughs> yes. walk with head purpose. Down go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep your head down, walk with purpose. That, so that's... speaking of life advice, I did tell our listeners that they could submit questions. Oh, so cool. I have one for you that I think will be good because Legacy obvious Legacies is a high school mm-hmm. or school for all ages but um but landon yeah, don't forget in high pedro school. pedro <laughs> is my favorite in in the series besides you of course uh Aria. thank you um but allison cadam wants to know did any of us go to any high school dances and if so was it a success or a hot mess
5: <laughs> oh yeah i went to high school dances i remember those there i mean all of them were really fun for me but i never took them too seriously it was like it's just a dance you know like I'm going to think back on it, and hopefully it's a good memory. But if you're thinking about it too much then, I feel like then you can ruin it pretty easily.
3: I got grounded the day of my junior prom. My mom didn't let me go. I had my hair and makeup already done, oh my and my mom found the vodka. <laughs> and she was like, and I was the oldest kid, so she wasn't like, she she hadn't like, like by the time it was like my little sister's prom, my mom was like, here's the vodka. Oh, like,
5: yeah. <laughs> me, you're, the, yeah, you're the oldest child of the And the
3: oldest, and the oldest of, there's, there's uh, three of us. Um, and I'm also the oldest of all the cousins on both sides of my family, so I was, like, really the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Um, that and, was me as well. yeah, day of my prom, I got back from getting my hair done with my friends, and she was like, we found the vodka, and you're not going. And I we, I think we actually had to go to, like, mother-daughter therapy after that. It was uh-huh. so Wait, so bad. this was,
4: like, your senior prom? Junior the old, prom. Okay, junior yeah. prom. All right, so she – I went to but my senior was- prom.
3: That was great. But, no, my junior prom, I did not get to go. Like, that night – when my oh, friends, right. it was it was the worst punishment I've ever gotten, and she, I think she, I think she regrets it. Well,
4: because that <laughs> sticks with you. Like those are stories oh, yeah. that you tell. Like right. you know, that's like a third date story.
3: Where oh, you're like, yeah.
4: oh yeah, what was high school like? Like people my talk
3: – My mother grounded what? me you're from smiling. junior prom. No, I Julie. just I'm like
0: sitting sitting here considering like, do I tell this story, <laughs> <laughs> or do I just? forever keep it to myself. But, <clears throat> okay, so the first half... It's just does. The first us. half of the story <laughs> does not reflect so well on me, but it's contextualized into the second half of the story, which just makes me seem really sad. Um, but my junior year of high school, I was w- waiting tables, and I was fooling around with this guy that worked at the restaurant, and he was sort of like my secret boyfriend, and he went to a rival high school. And I wanted to go to prom with him. But then I found out that while I was fooling around with him, <clears throat> he had a girlfriend that he'd been dating since like ninth grade, eighth grade. And um, and their prom was on the same night. And so <laughs> oh, no. he went to prom with his girlfriend to four years and I stayed home. Um, cut to senior year, my only chance to go to prom and like have that life, you know, ritual, that rite of passage. Uh, nobody asks me for like, up to and including like about a week or two before prom, which, you know, for prom, it's like cutting it yeah, pretty close. Stressful. So I ask my best guy friend if he'll go to prom with me because I want to go to fucking prom. Yeah. It's like high school. And he, I'm on the phone and I say, will you go to prom with me? And he said, I'm coming over right now and came over and because like, he wanted to look me in the eye and be cool about it, but he said no. <laughs> He's like, it's just too expensive to go with a
3: friend. That's really sweet that he came over. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, sweet. classy oh move.
0: Gosh. Classy move. And, like, I got it. But I was really embarrassed. But also then really sort of like, okay, well, I'm going to make it through high school and never have gone to prom. And that makes me a little that's cool. sad.
3: No, that's cool. That's edgy. Yeah. It's edgy. <laughs> well, hey, I went to prom um,
4: my freshman year. <coughs> I was one of the few freshmen going to prom. But oh, you were one of those. Yeah, I was one of those. She was popular in high j- school. No, I was not. The thing was, we were. it was fam- a family friend. So Uh. we, he and like, it was a big thing between the two families. There was a big fight because, like, they the families found out that him and I had like made out on one of the family trips.
2: Big drama guys.
4: We made out. (laughs) And so eventually we were going to go to prom and it was a big deal. And well, also, like, he was 17, I was 14. So it was a, Now oh, looking whoa. back, I'm like, as a yeah. parent, I'm like, absolutely not. this um, is a cool mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the most strict, over the top mom ever. Um, it's true. Sorry, girls. Uh, and uh, but we went to prom. We kind of danced, and then because all the cool parties were happening afterwards, he literally like, dropped me off and then went and partied with all of his friends Aww. and then continued to pretend that we weren't really dating when we got back to school, and then I got my braces off and I went and broke up with him in front of all of his friends. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I had this friend talking. who
0: had gotten asked to prom by a boy and then he pulled a pretty in pink on her and basically like two weeks before prom was like I'm not taking you to prom anymore because I asked somebody else
3: I'm like uh, I, I'm like yeah. suffering PTSD symptoms like yeah, right now to sweat. I'm like, you know, starting high school was bad <laughs> but at least
4: we don't have to deal with like dragons and gorgons right. and all those stresses <laughs> of high school Aria a- thank <laughs> you so much for dropping in and no uh, just saying hello and us forcing you onto the microphone
2: <laughs> yeah
7: <but>. it's okay <laughs>
4: We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute.
6: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra.
1: When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
4: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you With America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh, you'll get easy, seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. Say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and takeout. HelloFresh has you covered. There's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian, and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so you know you'll get something incredible. HelloFresh is flexible and fits your lifestyle. Easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need. Break out of your dinner rut and make deliciousness part of every week with HelloFresh. We just made their figgy balsamic pork recipe up in the King household the other night, and it was delicious. It was this really tender uh, cut of pork and uh, with these green beans on the side, so you're getting your vegetables, you feel decadent, top that off with a glass of red wine. Uh, My husband and I had a wonderful meal, and it took less than 30 minutes, so no stress. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash challenged 80 and enter challenged 80 it's like receiving eight meals free only at hellofresh.com challenged 80 promo code challenged 80 it can be hard to find time to sit down read a book and learn more but there's an app that will change that it's called blinkist Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes for you to read or listen to. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points quickly without reading the entire book. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. In fact, 10 million people are using Blinkist right now. It has a massive and growing library from self-help and business to health and history books. Whether I'm running around and in the car trying to just soak up information, especially for self-help books, I love a good self-help book. I don't always have time to read the entire thing. Blinkist makes that possible. So you can get the information, you can get the key points, you can actually apply them to your life and you can still get everything done that you need to get done because let's face it, We're all on a crazy time clock. I love Tim Ferriss' podcast, and I'd heard so many great things about his book, The 4-Hour Work Week. And thanks to Blinkist, I could actually listen to it within 15 minutes. And by the time I got to the grocery store, I had gained a whole bunch of new knowledge that I hadn't had before. So thanks, Blinkist. Right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to blinkist.com/challenged to start your free 7-day trial. That's blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T.com/challenged to start your free 7-day trial. Blinkist.com slash challenge. Griffin makes it easy to wake up rested and happy with the world's most comfortable sheets and duvets. They'll give you the most comfortable sleep of your life. All of Griffin's bedding is made with premium quality Supima cotton and everything from their materials to their faculties is evaluated to the highest standard. Because Griffin owns their entire manufacturing process, they control every detail that can change the way you sleep, and they've had over 200 years to perfect their craft. Refinery29 recently described Griffin as betting that you can feel good in and about. For a limited time, you get to try the sheets for free for 30 days, no strings attached. If you don't like them, send them back and you won't be charged. Griffin makes bedding that you can feel good in and about. Visit griffinhome.com or search Griffin Home and use code CHALLENGED at checkout. That's G-R-Y-P-H-O-N home.com and use code CHALLENGED. And we're
3: back. Candice is always teaching me things that the teens are doing these days. Oh my god. <laughs> the teens. I know. I, like, really bonded with Candace's stepdaughter over slime one time.
0: <laughs> so, okay, that's my question as someone who makes quite a nice living off of having her finger on the pulse of the teens, is what is it exactly that they
4: get excited about right now? <sighs> um, I think it's just, It well, also they're at different ages, um, but Ava at 14, I think is just, like, all of her friends are really into, like, she loves music, so she's constantly discovering new artists, but she, if, but if they're too popular, then it's kind of not cool anymore. Oh, right, you were saying, like, Billie Eilish was
0: all the rage until she got cool. and (laughs) And then now
4: she's, like, really cool, so it's like, ugh, it's too much, yes. Um, But then there's the level of, like, an Ariana Grande that will just always be cool. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just, it changes constantly. Um... But they love, like, Netflix is, like, the (laughs) Bible, so they watch everything. They've watched, like, now, like, with the Gossip Girl reboot, I'm sure they're going to be thrilled because they've watched all of Gossip Girl, all those shows. But, Mm. yeah, you know, it's kind of just, like, music, volleyball, big sports family. Um, But I can't keep up with them. They're always so cool. So cool. So cool. (laughs) I know. Were you cool as a teen?
2: I uh – Actually, no, I was not. I was an outcast. I uh, I was actually really into skateboarding, and my parents. What?
4: Like, Sorry, you're yeah. just wearing like khaki. Like, I, not khakis, but denim. like a button up, a denim. <laughs> you, you look know. very like. you right like. Right you've now. got like stuff that you've like spiked your hair. I, w- I
2: woke up like this. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, woke up rough this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was but one of those nights. Yeah. You
4: were like a skateboard
2: dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, m- my parents would like force sports on me, like baseball. Uh, um, basketball and it just wasn't something that I was necessarily really into I wasn't into the team sports back then and so I took up skateboarding because it was just something that um, I, could, I can throw myself into and it, it, it just taught me so much about my life like dedication and, and persistence and um, if I couldn't get a trick I would just like I'd spend all day you know working on this trick it would take me days sometimes to, to land this trick and uh, so that is that that was i Th- of
0: one of those kids that got tall early? Cause I, Casey's, I, I had
2: I Casey's like nine it. feet tall for yeah. everybody that's... <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like six foot 30. I'm still growing. So. Um, I think I sprouted when I was like sophomore in high school. Junior, okay, junior that's not that school. bad. Yeah. That, that
0: goes from being like sort of scrawny to being hot yeah. in high school. But like when you are six <laughs> foot two in yeah. seventh grade, I had a friend... And he,
3: that Nina's raising oh, her own boy. Oh, God. I mean, it's just, I don't know how you recover from that. Ultimately. I have been 5'10 since I was in seventh grade. Oh, really? my gosh. Yep.
2: You sound really upset about it. Yeah. it no, it was yeah. very bad. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> um, I went to, I grew up in, in Connecticut in like a really preppy town. And when I was in, in middle school, we had um, social dance classes, like debutante things. Oh,
0: rich people. Oh, man,
3: you guys. <laughs> but when you are 5'10 and the boy you have a crush on is like 5'3 oh, and you got to, do formal dance classes with him. It's literal hell. Literal oh. hell. I like. I'm like trembling right now. We just did an interview. We just were chatting with Arya Shagassemi. Is that how you say his mm-hmm. last name? From Legacies, and we were talking about prom, and now we're back in this like high no, school I trauma world. Dancing. Why is this happening?
0: Well, I I, I can <laughs> use that as a perfect segue because I think that one of the great things about Comic Con. Is it is a community for everybody who can find their squad uh, via a shared love for something oh, and a absolutely. shared a shared experience of like I you know love Captain America right and now I can be on the floor with like nine thousand other people who love Captain <laughs> America. This as much is Casey's as I first Comic Con, yeah.
3: This is yeah. This is we haven't we, we haven't let it, like yet ventured into the actual convention center. But I haven't
4: after all these years. I've never really been in know. it except for the signings. I know one day it's cool. It's one just, day. Yeah. It's an ecosystem. So like what would you
0: what would you if you were like gonna fan it out, mm-hmm. whether as a kid or or today, what do you think you'd be most excited about?
2: I, I mean, when I, when I was a kid I was a huge Wolverine fan. Oh. He was such a big Wolverine fan. I had like all of his cards, like comic books, like action figures all around my room. And like um so yeah, I was a huge, a huge X Men fan. Um, just because I, I think I uh, go back to what you were saying is as, as far as relating to, um, you know, people that probably felt you know they felt like outcasts. These mm-hmm. X Men, like these superheroes, they had all these powers, and like, um, God, I just I just remember being so stoked to like read comics and collect cards, and and in my room, play alone in my room with with my. Action figures. So it's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much what I did. And then I skateboarded. So I did that fun. with yeah. my Beanie Babies. So <laughs> okay, I cool. totally get it.
4: Yeah. Totally get it. That's I funny. treated them yeah. like action figures. I had yeah. pocket protectors for them. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. if there was oh like a Comic-Con for Beanie Babies, like I'd be one of those adults. <laughs> they still have all of them at my mom's house. Jeez. I can't have her throw them away. And I'm, I'm, I have decided that I think that they're still worth holding on to. I'm going to make a lot of money off of them one day.
3: Well, that's what they always said when yeah. we were kids. is like, don't take the tags off because these are going to be worth so much. Are they? Are they, Candace? I mean, I
4: have <laughs> Princess Diana. I've got oh, Garcia. Wow. Oh. I think I got Red Bull. Oh. Like the Red Bull before yeah. the Red Bull drink, there was the a Red, Red Bull. Bull that was yeah.
3: It was I remember vegan. the Garcia. He's the tight-eyed bear. Yeah. W- wasn't there
2: like yeah. a golden one that you had to collect, or like a unicorn or something that you could? They yeah. did.
4: I don't think they had unicorns, but I do. Okay. I do think there was a golden bear. Okay.
2: Yeah. It was really hard. I to wish find. this was
3: yeah. on camera because Candace just like put her finger <laughs> up and was like, "Oh no!" And <laughs> I want yeah, she, everyone
5: to have seen it. We home
4: and we brought Florence back to my uh, parents' house in Florida a few, like a year ago, and yeah. um, my mom got all my Beanie Babies out, and I just was like going through them very gently, and Florence came by to play with one, and I was like, put it down, put it down. <laughs> and Joe was like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, It's a stuffed animal, and I was like,
3: it is not, it's a collector's item.
2: Oh no, I get it, I fully, fully get that. I
3: don't think I have anything that I'm like, like that, Th- that like level over. of nerdy over oh. anymore. Like I get, I get. But what I, about when you were a kid? I don't, I mean, Dawson's Creek, but, like, that's not, like, Comic-Con level nerdy. Do you that's think they would like, ever
4: do, like, a Dawson's Creek con? Because now they, eat, like, One Tree Hill has a con. Okay,
3: remember one of the years oh, when yeah, we were Pacey here, <laughs> Josh Jackson was here for Fringe, and he did a, like, I uh, think he did a Pacey con that was for, like, a viral video that he did, and I lost my Fucking mind over this video. He like put on his old pacey like weird Hawaiian shirts that they used to have him wear on the show, and like pretended that all of this was for him, and it was amazing. Everybody has to Google it. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. But that's, I think that like when you were saying earlier, you know, have you gotten starstruck over everybody? Now that Josh Jackson doesn't come to Comic Con, like I don't know what There's to do with left. myself. Yeah. <laughs> Though I will say I'm like on the hunt for Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh I'm gonna yeah. Find him. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna I know. We saw so who
4: did we see it last night? We saw from Hamilton. Oh,
0: Davy Diggs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm like, wait, what? I, I know. We yeah. all like, freaked out. Still, speed. Hashtag though. Nobu yeah. shout out. And yeah. we're in Nobu <laughs> together. And I look and I said to our friend Jared, I said, "Oh my God, that looks like Davy Diggs." And he goes, "That is Davy Diggs." And I went, "Huh." Oh.
2: Where, where was so, he sitting? Okay. Was he sitting near us? And no, he, and he, was, and was, he, like, he was like he was walking
3: by our table. Oh. I'm gonna but call who did he know? Because he know. said hi to somebody. Oh,
4: I, uh, it was uh, Steven.
3: Yeah. And seems about seems. Oh yeah, they had like some. Backstage, we were with we were with Stephen Amell and Cassandra Jean Amell, uh, and they yeah they had they know they know David and they know Lin Manuel too. God damn them! I, I'm gonna call Casey out. We were on the train on the way here, and I was like the one person I want to see is Lin Manuel Miranda. And literally, Casey goes, "Who's she?" And I oh died. died. You. He's like he doesn't have the musical theater nerd. <laughs> Whoa!
4: Yeah. I'm not a musical theater yeah. nerd. Like I can't keep up with these no, I, two, I but I'm a, I'm I can like dip my toe in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was lucky enough to see Like the original cast On Bra- like Me too I, I saw them I, saw I, the I freaked out last cast. night A little bit Like and and I talk about it on the show all the time, but I do I have like this policy of like do not meet your heroes because I don't yeah. handle it well. Like I met a showrunner last night who I'm a big fan of because Julie was <laughs> catching up with them and she was like, Oh hey Candace, look and, and I just lost my who mind. <laughs> can can,
0: I, can tell I tell the story? Is? Okay, so I see Rob Thomas at the Warner Brothers party and I I'm Candace is with me. Wait, Massbox twenty Rob Thomas. No the, <laughs> yeah. Jesus no. Christ
4: Casey <laughs> And the interview is wrapped. <laughs> the
3: nineties music is bad everyone we'll talk about it. That's, that's, that's what's on my mind <laughs> though. That's
2: what's on my mind.
4: It was actually really
0: cute and Candace like had a little spiral afterwards but it was really adorable for like outside looking in. So I say, Candice, I said, Rob, this is Candace King and uh, Candice, this is Rob Thomas and she went, oh my God,
4: like couldn't say words except just but it's you and I and you and and I love Party Down and I just love and what you do
3: is just and it's great (laughs) to be honest he was the one person last night that I kind of like was like I'm just gonna go talk to him fuck it did you you talk to him? yeah I went and talked to him and I was like hi like he we've emailed a little because like he we've um, we I was uh, interviewing somebody who had written on iZombie and like wanted to to like get a reference from him Mm. and so he knew who I was, like not by my face, but when I was like, oh, I'm um, Karina McKenzie, he, he knew who I was and I was like, oh my god. And then I, I, they they, early, they dropped Veronica Mars early yesterday. I know, how I, know, crazy I saw The entire that, yeah. season. And I'm so lucky because I got screeners because I'm telling you guys, had that happened and I had not seen the screeners, you I would have gone back to my hotel room yeah. and sat for eight hours and watched Veronica Mars yesterday. That's how much I love that show. And there's a very controversial ending to the season and Twitter is up in so arms I don't know what it is really? I do what it, it means is very con- up in arms very controversial and I just had to tell Rob Thomas that I really supported his decision and no one else in the world is going to but I support it <laughs> um, and, and I'm sure he really appreciated that last night I'm sure that that's really what he needed to hear was some random coming up to him being like I think you made the right choice no but one else is gonna like it but I do as a showrunner now
4: <laughs> do you appreciate that like do you do, have you felt like now that the first season of Roswell is obviously out Like have people been like tweeting or Instagramming things for?
3: Yeah, I mean, we made some we made some controversial choices, so it's nice when people. For me, it's like I mean, it's it's season one. Sorry. So it's nice when people appreciate that that we've got more story left to tell. Sorry, guys. Michael Michael Malarchi just walked in the the door. (laughs) He's a he's. He's on a my very s- good friend of ours. He's and a we're very, very good friend of ours. He's a very good friend of ours, and he's on my second favorite alien show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a minute to hang out? I do. I've
7: do, i got about ten minutes. Perfect. Really? Perfect. Yeah. Casey, y- can w- we kick you out? Yeah, yeah, we're of bringing course. Bringing you back. Okay, out. absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll
2: just go fuck myself. This that's is
7: no, <laughs> like, no.
4: But you get two items from the goodie bag. Hey. <laughs>
2: but
8: awesome.
5: That's,
4: that's the friend and family. Yeah. Role. Yes.
0: Malarkey, Michael Malarkey, star of Blue Buck. Hey. Yes, and a little
3: show called The Vampire Diaries.
0: Well, yeah, yeah him too. I too. always, I always
3: say when, when, whenever I introduce Malarkey to people, I'm always like, he is like the one person who, on the Vampire Diaries, who literally every person loved him. Yeah. It was like, no matter what, uh, what little cast dramas were happening, everyone loved Malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> Publicly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was at the bar with Malarkey. <laughs> night. I
0: was at the bar with Malarkey last night. Like, oh, I was, yeah, I was running lines with Malarkey. Or, oh, oh Malarkey, helped me lay an audition down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: Well, you know, I, I've always abided by, by the, the Malarkey rules of conduct. And there's only three, <laughs> and they're deceptively oh. simple. And it is, deliver the goods... Don't be a dick and have fun.
0: <laughs> God, yes, and you know great. how to do all three. And drop the mic that's and the right. podcast yep, is and over. And, over. and, and, and over. that's and the over. end of Directionally Challenge. Yep. I'm sorry, Kayla, <laughs> we canceled your
3: podcast <laughs> <laughs> because we've learned all of the lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know.
0: I had the honor of getting to hang out with um, Michael Malarkey and his co-star Aiden Gillen in New York when they were there for some press. And we got into a heated discussion about... TV deaths and epic deaths and we were comparing his epic death and vampire diaries to Aiden's self-described sort of sad lonely death on Game of Thrones. And my question for you is this Comic-Con with Game of Thrones having ended and you being led around probably with Aiden everywhere, it's it got to be crazy. He's got to have a huge Comic-Con presence. What's that like?
7: Yeah, well, he's, he's actually not accustomed to doing these things a lot. I don't know if he went loads for, for Game of Thrones, Um did he? I don't know. I don't um, know, but I, I adore it, and and he's just my kind of people. He he's cares about all the right things and doesn't care about all the the right things. You know what I mean? And um, so he comes in. He's graceful. He, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, that's yeah. A great well, way. a lot of people care about a lot of the wrong things, you know. Um, but um, yeah, he's a good dude, and I think the, the show's great. I think we have a good dynamic, and um, it's it's nice to 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 be here showing it off. And um, we're filming right now. We just started. Um, so we've done a week, and yeah, back in Monday.
3: How so, how long do you guys go for?
7: We will wrap in November. Mm. Yeah, that's,
3: that's, that's so. a short run. That's not too too bad. Yeah,
7: well, I mean, it's we have uh, one director per two episodes, so it's like two episode blocks, mm-hmm. and they kind of cross shoot and everything, and it is that's quite awesome. quite fast and. But it's good. I mean, we have a good dynamic and it works well. It's a good oiled machine.
4: Now, have you been following this, like, online petition that everyone's been signing on Facebook that everyone's going to, like, storm Area 51? Yeah. yeah. I'm going. Checked it out. You want to go? Let's go. Are you going? let's do it.
7: Well, we just had our panel and I joked that there were, like, a couple coaches outside and we're all going to file in (laughs) afterwards. But, um, no, I think it's a hoax. You can't storm Area 51. Well, I think they're prepared for such a thing. You know, uh, yeah, you all gonna die. That's
3: <laughs> not a <laughs> good idea. Somebody told me yesterday that it's like they they want you to storm Area Fifty One because they've got weapons to test on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesus.
4: Fantastic. Yes. Um, were you into? Like, has it been fun to learn the history, like, of the show? Or were you? Did you were you already privy to it?
7: No, it's been incredible. I mean, I've gone down the the wormhole, yeah. so to speak. You know, really, really been fascinating. Fascinating to to look into all this stuff, and it's definitely shifted my perception of reality i suppose there's so you know? much like, well you know you we, i mean congratulations as well like th- this is this is great you know it's also to be sitting here and talking about aliens talking together, about it's, alien it's stuff is really I... cool <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: i never ever thought i was gonna ever give a shit <laughs> <laughs> but like, well I'd that's the down... thing
7: is like the, the, that's what's been encouraged yeah um by in a way project blue book back in the 50s to not give a shit did you i take say it lightly. green book? No, you said Blue Book. Oh, I said yeah. Blue Book. Green Book's also good. Green Book's uh, also totally fine. <laughs>
3: no, the, it's, it's, there's the absolute volume of, like, theories and information and misinformation. It's like, I get really, I get really overwhelmed by it because I'm, like, trying to do research for my show. And I never, I'm a person who wants the right answer. Mm. and so when there's 17 theories on what one thing could possibly what is sh- it? I'm losing my mind yeah. I'm like I'm never gonna get the right answer I'm never gonna know what to say and like it, it, I don't know how I don't know how like real conspiracy theorists deal by the way I have to interject
0: and just say and we'll get to him hopefully in a minute but as we sit here talking about aliens and conspiracy <laughs> theories <laughs> Mr. Matthew Davis is lurking Matt? in the doorway Matthew Davis <laughs> lurking, by the way, way with like, sunglasses on <laughs> inside I feel like he will have plenty to say yeah. on the matter yes. um, we've, we've we might get about
3: some it good many time, Matt, sure. Matt Davis this is actually the only alien I know. <laughs>
7: and he's doing the like,
3: and I just
4: want to go on the on the record saying I am not an alien.
7: So. Right. How do you know? He's no, I'm not. Mean, there's plenty of I theories. I know. Matt had to learn that the hard are. way. Yes.
4: Yeah. He was convinced for a while that I was an alien. Davis is, Davis is hovering in That's like a, a full, true story.
3: A pulled Jordan Catalano lean in the doorway <laughs> right now, and we're just supposed to continue on with her life. <laughs>
4: Um, Malarkey, before you go, because I know you are packed today with your schedule, um, I want to hear more about your music, too. You've been yeah. touring, I know you've been making new music.
7: Yeah, I just finished uh, my new record, which is which I recorded in London. I uh, did 11 tracks in eight days. It was, wow. a, it was a real supercharged time. Do you Um, have,
4: like, do you, like, burn, um, like, sage, or do you have, like, crystals, or do you anything? (laughs) Like, do you have, like, a thing that you do to, like, get the energy right in the room?
7: Smell my armpits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just get that real authentic musk, you know, bring that to the record.
4: Joe recorded in a studio with, like, crystals and, like, and all the things, yeah.
7: I'm there to work. I'm there to work, you know? I mean, it's my happy place. I mean, I go in there, I'm excited, I have ideas, and I just, like... I want everyone else to bring their own unique thing to the table too and I want everyone to be a part of the fun creative process. But this was the first record that I actually built from the ground up so I started with rhythm sections and so I wrote drum parts and bass parts and synth parts and basically scored a record and went in with a blueprint. Um, and was like, all right, can you do this, but let's do this better.
0: Wow. You know,
7: so it was the first time I'd actually just not gone in with guitar songs and gone, let's let's add musicians and figure it out. Because I had a really distinct idea of what I wanted to do for, for the record. And um, it worked great. And that's why we got eight, you know, 11 songs in eight days, because it was already done in this in a way
3: does it does it stress you out to have so few talents (laughs) (laughs) i can't dance dance
8: very well Uh, i have to give
0: i have to give a shout out um a a non-ad non-hashtag non-ad shout out to a book that you absolutely have to read and or listen to on audible probably the latter because it's one of the better audible books daisy jones and the sex and it's about the rise of a sort of a 70s like it's it's you know Fleetwood Mac style band and this woman that joins the band but the lead guitarist and the, the basically the head you know writer of the band and the singer of the band it's all from dual points of view of this wild child party girl who's brilliant but raw who enters this band of this man who's Mm. like literally the guy that writes all the tracks and produces all the tracks and like the combustible romance. It's not a romance that, that blossoms between them because they truly like loathe each other, which of course as we know that's hate is love turned inside out. So and
7: it's good for business. And it's a, <laughs> yes, and it's good
0: for business. And yeah. it's all the stories of the Rolling Stone cover and the press that they got and how much they hated each other. And it's all fictionalized, but it feels it's written like a documentary mm-hmm. and you will I'd love, love it, especially if yeah. you're traveling a lot, you're in a lot of transport vans, you just need something I've been listening to it in like 30 40 minute bursts. So mm. I, I never it. Love I never it, love rec-
3: it. I never I don't really do the audio book thing. It's like, I, I don't know, voices, people's voices get annoying to me after a while. Mm. This, this <laughs> book is like, it's a performance. It's, it's like Jennifer Beals and like Benjamin, Benjamin Bratt. Bratt and Judy Greer, it's like great actors doing these. these anyway, for, you, for, your,
0: for your life as you move forward into your show and your music, uh, if you need a little listen, do that. But well we're do. very excited yeah. about what you're doing. I know. Well, I've been
7: listening to Speak of Audiobooks as uh witness to Roswell. <laughs> which I think I, I sent you, you did, a, a yeah. screenshot of. But it's just absolutely incredible. Like, if, if I'd ever had any doubts about that story before, they're pretty much dispelled. I mean, it just basically goes into it from a... Almost a law perspective. Yeah, it's really cool. I started listening, you did, and yeah. yes,
3: and I, I, I really love it. It's fascinating. It's also like I'm like I got it all wrong on the show. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then and then I get stressed out. So I, yeah, I have to put it down sometimes. Yeah. This is why drama. I drink.
7: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up.
4: Well, before you take off, yeah. we have a fan submitted question um, okay. from Mrs. Shredpard. Um, she. Uh, what is something that you wish someone had told you when your life was going through a ma- major change? Um, she's never moved more than a mile away from where she grew up. So she's she's lived in the same place for 27 years, and now she's moving three states away, and she's terrified. Wh- have you been through some big life <laughs> changes, uh, moving, you know, just a few? Every day. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Turn and face faces strange. Yeah. Um, you know, um, change, change. Shit, man. I know. Um, It's a good one, though, because this this is something that we as a species are constantly going through and right now is a very confusing time. And um, we have to be able to embrace that space in between chapters as a sacred space, a place where we can actually make a choice to shift our perception of who we are and embrace that as opposed to fall back on the same old patterns over and over again, which is what most people tend to do because it's safe. But safety is the enemy of of progress.
4: God damn. damn it!
3: I don't want to talk anymore. I know like, you malarkey. win. Know.
5: Well know. played. By malarkey? the way, I don't know. when
0: you said "turn and face the strange," I was laughing. There's this little Twitter meme about like lyrics that we get wrong, you know. <laughs> and I, the minute you said that, I heard the song in my head, but I was like, wait, no, it's "turn and face faces. the change." That's what I thought. Uh, so
7: right. that's I thought it was change, and then I heard it was strange. No, you're and right. I I, knew assur- about strange, I assure you, uh, you
4: are correct. <laughs> well, you are all the wonderful things. It's really good to see you guys. Thank you for coming by. Well I hate to leave you guys hanging But you guys are just gonna have to wait till next week To listen to the other half of this episode And it gets really good Again I just want to shout out To Julie Pleck, Karina McKenzie Thank you for being the hostesses With the mostesses And TV Guide I mean thank you for welcoming us in We had such a great time Uh, To Aria, Casey, Mr. Malarkey Thank you for joining us Guys, we will see you next week with an all-new episode of Directionally Challenged, round two of Comic-Con 2019. Challenged. This episode is brought to you by Blinkist. The Blinkist app takes the key takeaways from thousands of best-selling nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes for you to read or listen to. 10 million people are using Blinkist right now. It has a massive and growing library, from self-help and business to health and history books, Right now, you can get 25% off your first year at blinkist.com/slash challenged.
6: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times.